Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Movement Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone once again to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. I'm Anthony Bermudez, your host here once again with Derek Carlson. What's going on? Anthony, it is so good to be back. It's great to have you back here rocking and rolling on a beautiful day. The summer absolutely, days are here. buddy, absolutely. And right now I'm looking at this topic. I'm looking at all this luxury you have around you <laughs> because the discussion of the day, it seems like you're going to talk a little bit about how to break into the luxury real estate market. Yeah, Anthony, listen, I mean, a lot of agents, when they get into their their uh, real estate career, they uh, they don't dream about renting a $1,000 apartment, right? They don't dream, they didn't get into the industry to go out and sell $45,000 lots. Let's face it. Now, don't get me wrong. I've sold $45,000 lots and I've made 1000 1300 bucks on that transaction, whatever it was. And I'm very, very blessed for that. However... Every realtor, especially here in Florida, would love to dive in and sell these multi-million dollar properties, right? And there's many things that I've seen in my career of, of you know, why they don't do it. You know, in, in fact, why are, why yeah, are they why not? Why, and, and you see the same names over and over again. So what we're going to talk about is have a pretty in-depth conversation about how to break into the luxury real estate market. And we're going to go over things like, you know, first of all, why? Why are we doing this? Why luxury? I'm going to talk about the four key factors, why you should sell luxury homes. I'm going to talk about working with affluent sellers and buyers. Um, I've got some notes here that I wrote from one of my favorite real estate coaches, Tom Ferry. And Tom's going to break down the seven tips to break into the luxury market. I want to share that with you. Um, I'm going to talk about... Other top luxury real estate specialists throughout the country, I've got some advice, some of the, some of the top best um, luxury resources in the country, and then we're going to go over some marketing ideas and strategies. You ready to roll? Let's do it. Alrighty. So why luxury? Okay. Why? Um, I can tell you right now, uh, 315 Pirates Bite, Naples, Florida, that's why. What is that? That's a $3.6 million property, that uh, beautiful property on the water that one of our uh, real estate agents at MVP Realty uh, recently closed. Now, let me tell you about that property and why I, I brought, bring this up first. The agent that closed this property was a rookie realtor. Mm. No experience, mm. right? Um, so again, I remember I told you that agents have a dream of selling these type of types of properties. This agent literally had zero to no experience, right? Rookie realtor. Now, how did he get this sold? Well, he asked to host an open house. It wasn't even his listing on this property. And a buyer walks in, liked him, and put an offer in, and he obviously closed the deal. Now, in talking to this rookie realtor, now, obviously, I was there uh, to help uh, guide him and so forth, but in talking to this rookie realtor, he said there was no secret sauce. There was nothing other than he was at the right place at the right price point. This buyer came in and he said after that, it was strictly a normal transaction. Same contract, mm. same process from start to finish. But the only difference was instead of selling a $100,000 condo where he would have made $3,000 in commission, yeah. he made over a hundred grand. Wow. 
100 grand on one sale by being at an open house. Now, the beauty of this, the uh, buyer that bought this from him decided that the property was not for him. So talk about wealthy. He actually gave that agent the listing several months later, and he sold it again wow. for a little bit of a profit. Okay, so now this agent is uh, made a couple hundred thousand dollars on a Sunday afternoon at being at an open house. Good for him, right? So, so that's one of the reasons why. I'm looking at another property here, right? Three point one five seven million, right? Again in Naples, Florida. I'm looking at this one. Six point four million. Our number one agent at the company sold this property for six point four million. Now, here's the thing. You looked at the previous li- listings that we that I just talked about with the rookie realtor. Th- those were both at $3 million, right? Yeah. This one's at $6.4 million. Is that one double the work to get it closed? No. no. However, the commission's double. A millionaire is a millionaire, right? So that process is the same. The yeah. contract's the same. Right. However, this agent, instead of making, let's say, a hundred grand, made it. About $200,000 on the same process. Tell me another industry where you can do that. That's why I believe real estate's the greatest industry of all. And, and again, one more example I want to talk about. 870 Nilsons Walk, $11.5 million. One of our agents just sold this property. Wow. Okay. And, again, um, $11.5 million. Now, was that twice the amount of work to get done? As the six point four million, no, is that four times more the work of the property that that rookie realtor sold at three million? No, and the reason why I keep telling you this is that it's the same amount of work as actually selling a five hundred thousand dollar property. Huh? But look at the commission. This agent here made over three hundred thousand dollars, but everybody's doing the same work. Right. So it's a matter of focus diving into the luxury real estate world, right? And really just getting after it. But I wanted to start off with that because guess what? As I mentioned, 11.5 million times 3% is 345 grand in commission. Talk about being the king or the queen of real estate. What would an extra one, two, or three deals a year do for your business in the world of luxury? I, I would argue it would change it, right? A game changer altogether. And, and I think that I, I would just say on a whim, on a general note, I would think that the people um, that they don't dabble into luxury probably don't understand the, the, the market of luxury. And yeah, maybe we're going to go over that. Maybe yeah. they think the, the clients are different. But, yeah, you, are you going to go all, all over we're that? Gonna, I'm going to dive into that deep because that you hit it right on the head, Anthony. At the end of the day, there's a lot of assumptions going on, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think there's a lot of fear, right? Right, absolutely. Because people assume – right. That to play in the world of luxury, you have to be luxury yourself. Well, let me ask you this. How many touchdowns did Bill Belichick score in his NFL career? I want to say zero. Zero, right? So so Bill has never actually played in the NFL, but he has coached at the highest level, arguably one of the best coaches in the history of the game. Mm-hmm. So listen, you don't have to be a millionaire to play in the world of millionaire. Now, there is a game involved, and we're going to talk about that in a mm-hmm. little bit. So... Now that we got the reason why, right? So the fact of the matter is, is we can both agree that getting an extra one to four luxury properties under your belt on an annual basis will totally change your career. Let's talk about four key factors to selling luxury real estate, okay? Number one, knowledge. 
Number two, presentation. Number three, branding. And number four, strategies. Now, when we talk about knowledge, right, you've got to understand that knowledge will be the number one ingredient of a reason why a luxury buyer, somebody that has a home over a million dollars, or a luxury seller will have the confidence, right, to want to work with you. Because let's face it, if you are at that Bill Belichick level of coaching, every player is going to listen to you. If you're at that luxury level expertise, buyers and sellers will listen to you. It's all knowledge-based, okay? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the the knowledge to learn, I believe, is a lot easier than selling a $300,000 property. Mm. I think it's easier to sell a $3.5 million property. You want to know why? Yeah, why? How many properties out there do you need to study at the $300,000 level versus the handful of properties right. on the market yep. at the 3.5 million level. Right. I mean, it's probably a hundred to one ratio. That makes sense, yeah. So, so what happens is you're, you're really fine tuning your focus on a very niche level that there's just not a lot of product out yeah, there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a, the fact of the volume of, of properties you have to study is it's night and day and then you have the time and you're able to invest more quality time into learning yep. the luxury market. Absolutely. And again, another thing, using out of the uh, box strategies is critical. Um, again, out of the box, out strategies. of the box. So what happens is, is Again, you want to make yourself stand out. And the biggest way that you can stand out is, again, through that market knowledge. You want to have a powerful presentation geared towards high-end sellers. Um, there's a, And we're going to go over this. We're going to talk about yep, this. Yep. But you need, a, you need a tight presentation. And then finally, you want to brand yourself okay, everywhere as a luxury specialist, online and offline. So, again, I want to ask you this. How will adding one to four luxury home sales to your existing business how will that change your life, right? And and again, I mean, think about this. If you add one to four luxury home sales a year, your income will dramatically increase between thirty thousand to even over two hundred thousand dollars a year. Now, where where I believe you should do this is a lot of luxury specialists. They 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 go all in on luxury. I know I know agents that won't roll out of bed now uh, unless the deal is two million or more. Hmm. Listen. So they sell about five homes of those a year. They do about $10 million in transactions. But my argument is, you know, what are you going to do with the other 360 days out of the year, right? Right. And I believe either even you've got to be in the game on a daily basis writing those contracts to stay fresh, to stay, to st- you know, you don't have to practice if you're in the game. My concern would be is if you're selling only five homes a year at $2 million apiece, you're not playing the game enough. Right. Right. And I think your skill set will diminish because you're only writing five contracts a year. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, I won't say this, but, uh, you know, studies have shown that um, working in the luxury world will actually get you a more qualified client. Why? Most luxury clients are straightforward. They know what they want. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, most of them have their finances in order. You know, I'm going to tell you right now, again, on properties that are, you know, and I've sold these 100,000, 200,000 to first time home buyers, they're counting pennies to try to come up with the closing costs. That doesn't happen in the world of luxury real estate. And I'm going to say, you know, at the end of the day, um, 
I believe selling in the world of luxury real estate may actually be easier. Now, you're dealing with a small market pool, a much smaller market pool, where only about 7% of all of our population in the United States is a millionaire, right? But the reality of it is, once you tap into that world, I believe the job's easier. But guess what? Again, you're not making $3,000 on a $100,000 deal. You're making thirty grand on a million dollar deal and it's the same work same exact work um the other thing your time since there's not a much we talked about this briefly since there's not as much inventory to consume all of your time you can keep your existing business going right Mm -hmm. there's only a handful of luxury properties in every marketplace right so it's a matter of keep your regular business going and again i can't stress this enough same process You go through the same process to closing as you would in a lower-priced home, except for the fact that you get paid a hell of a lot more money. Um, Now, why? Why do agents believe uh, they cannot get into the world of luxury real estate and they sit on the sidelines of luxury? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, most agents think that to sell luxury real estate, you got to be born rich. That's not true. Um, In fact, our number one agent three out of five years at my company grew up as poor as anybody I've ever met in my life. Uh, Challenges, struggles growing up, um, uh, lived in a, um, at at one point, a a trailer home, right? Didn't go to college and now is making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars every single year selling luxury properties and has made millions in this real estate industry, no college education, uh, grew up poor. Okay. Um, so that, that is an assumption. You need to remove that from your head. If you think that you need to be born rich to play in the world of luxury real estate, um, well-connected. Most people assume that you have to be well-connected. Well, if you offer enough value, okay. And you bring enough of your unique selling proposition to the game, That's going to create the connections. People are going to seek you out. Again, wrong. Some people actually assume that you have to be a great golfer. I've never played golf in my life, Anthony. You play golf at all? Yeah, I do, man, from time to time. I never get invited because I'm not as skilled of a golfer as many people are here. Oh, like Rob Pierce. I heard he's a hell of a golfer. The guy, Rob Pierce, is a great golfer, but we wish we could play with you, Rob, but you're just a much better golfer than we are. But here's the deal. You don't have to be a, a great golfer, right? And at the end of the day... Um, some agents, you know, they, they have those assumptions, but they also, they, they, they say that they try in luxury. Like, Oh, I've tried it. I've tried going after luxury and it just, it didn't work. And and, and when they say try, did they really try really? Mm-hmm. Because they get a listing. It's overpriced. They over since it's their first $3 million listing, they overpromise the listing agent. I mean, I'm the seller. They tell them everything as the listing agent. They tell them everything they want to hear. They over leverage and spend way too much money than they should on that luxury property. They don't get our traditional, you know, percentage and commission. They reduce their commission because they feel like they're not worthy. So you say that you tried, but did you really try? Did you really, really try? And again, if this is you, if you're listening to this right now, you're probably saying, yeah, I took a $3 million listing and I took two percentages less points on commission to get it, or I, I overpriced the listing just to get it. Stop throwing those things out there 
because you're setting yourself up for failure and there's no need for that, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about the four key factors. Now we're going to talk about working with affluent sellers. Now, to be able to work with luxury sellers, you got to understand there's some common traits and these are important for you to really understand if you want to dive into the world of getting listings. Number one, did you know that one out of every 20 million people in our United States population are a millionaire? One out of every 20. I'm sorry, in the globe. One out of every 20 are a millionaire. The U.S., the United States, makes up 43% of all millionaires throughout the world. There are 10 million millionaires in the United States. Now, here's the thing I want you to remember the most. 80 to 86% of those millionaires created their own wealth. They started out just like you and I. They started out with nothing but built something, just like you're trying to do with your real estate career. So when I say that you have probably more in common with them than you think, it's just the only difference is they figured it out. They figured it out sooner than you did, mm-hmm. right? And that doesn't make them different. It's just that they figured it out, right? And they have their niche. You have a niche of real estate. You understand real estate. If you're listening to this, you need to get to the level of being a real estate expert. That's why they're hiring you. That's why the sellers are hiring you. Buyers are hiring you. But don't discount your expertise because these millionaires might have created a pen, right? Or, or even the cap on this pen that I'm holding. Right? Does that make them different than you that they figured out how to create a factory and how to create this pen and sell these for four cents each? Right? No. This wallet that I'm holding, this this soda company, LaCroix, does that make them better than us? No. It's just that they found an it, a niche in that category. And again, if I was going to learn about expertise on soda or um, I'm sorry, um seltzer water, I'd Call the owner of LaCroix and talk to him. That's why they need you. You are the expert in real estate. That is your niche. Does that make sense, Anthony? Yeah, it does. It comes down to confidence and the mental mindset that you got to have when you're dealing in that market. That's what it sounds like to me, you know, as far as having the core understanding of you can do this. This is not something that's limited to a certain crowd or certain traits. It's like if you put your mindset to doing it, it can be done. It can be done. And I again, I can show you proof after proof. And a lot of you have the assumption that it's the same old 20 agents in your market that are getting the luxury properties. Wrong. Wrong. Do yourself a favor right now. Go back the last six months in your market. Pull up every million dollar plus closing. And I want you to search through. Yes, you will see those top names of other realtors that you're familiar with. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to see a boatload right. of other names that you've never heard of before, right? And that's what should be inspiring you. Listen, I don't want you to sell 20, 30, 40, 50 uh, million dollar plus properties. If you do, phenomenal. Let's go have a great dinner to, yeah, together right. at Capital Grill. But at the end of the day, if you would just add to one to four more into your portfolio Every year, it's going to literally change your business. Mm-hmm. Literally change your business. So, anything now, I want to talk about the seven steps in working. Now that we understand the affluent sellers and who they are, I want to talk about the seven steps uh, in working with affluent sellers. Number one, you've got to map your market. Okay, you got to establish yourself as the market expert. That is the value that you're bringing to the table. Establish yourself as the market expert. Now, what does that mean? 
Again, there's not as many properties to study as there are in, let's say, the $300,000 price mm-hmm. range. So what do I mean by expert? Number one, you, you need to go back and look at the last two years, complete two-year sales history for the area and the price points that you're trying to sell. So, for example, we've got a neighborhood in Naples called Port Royal. So if I wanted to get to that luxury level before I do anything else, I'm studying the last two-year sales history of Port Royal. I'm going to study all the assessment ratios, the absorption rates, the MLS stats, all the various benchmarks, price per square foot, median house price, um, uh, uh, the average house price, the average square footage, what's being sold in there. I would study everything. I would find out who the prevalent builders and architects are in the area too. That's important. That's what our consumer is going to want to know. Who built this house? Who built that house? And here's the thing. If you don't know, pick up the phone and call the top listed agents in town mm-hmm. and say, hey, listen, I'm looking for a uh, to know who was the builder on that property. Do you know who the architect was? Right? That's going to get you to the expert level. You might want to even research people of note. Like, so for example, if you're trying to farm a neighborhood here in, uh, in Naples called Park Shore, then you know Larry Bird lives in Park Shore. Mm-hmm. You might want to know that Judge Judy lives in Pelican, Pelican Bay. These are the conversation starters that you're going to have to have when your client starts to talk. How embarrassing would that be if your client says to you, listen, I want to buy in Park Shore. I'm really interested in buying a Park Shore. And they say to you, I heard Larry Bird lives here. And you said, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You're, you're the neighborhood ne- expert. And you don't know that one of the top basketball players in the history of the NBA doesn't live live on the same street? You should know those things, okay? So, again, it's all based on research. But since there's not a lot of properties and we're not talking about a big footprint, you can study this pretty easily. You know, it's very common. You know, I'll never forget this. I had an agent in our company, and uh, she sold one of these properties over there. And it was a $10 million property, okay? And this is in the Port Royal area. And uh, I went to her office. And nothing like writing that commission check, right? So on her wall, she had all these big commission checks, like the, the stub, mm-hmm. and it would say 180 grand in commission, 220, right? Uh, $300,000, right? But also on the wall, to tell you the level of expertise, it she had on her wall a map of Port Royal. And in that map, she had all these push pins with little sticky notes on them, little tiny sticky notes. And it represented, green represented uh uh, sold, red was active, uh, yellow was pending, right? And I think she had another color for expired listings. But you looked at this map of Port Royal, and she had pins all over it. Wow. Because she studied it daily, no different than somebody studying the stock market, right? And guess what? That level of expertise is what's expected. You know, if you're going to make a couple hundred grand on a commission, and I'm hiring you as a realtor, I expect you to have that level of expertise if I'm buying or selling a home in Port Royal. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, be different. Be better. Wealthy individuals want to be unique. They hate the run-of-the-mill or boring part of the pack, right? Some of them are eccentric, right? You need to develop a unique selling proposition that creates value in the minds of the affluent people in your market, right? At the end of the day, The best way that you can create value is, number one, by knowing your market. Number two, maybe you have a a, a marketing thing that you're doing in the world of lead generation, video, drones, whatever, right? 
But you have to have that unique selling proposition. If you go in there with vanilla, they can buy vanilla. Right. What is going to make you stand out? What are you going to do? Um, that's going to maybe it's your communication skills. Maybe it's whatever it is. You have to have a unique selling proposition. Now, number three, gatekeepers. The biggest mistake that realtors make is they look at people that are blocking the wealthy, protecting the wealthy as a gatekeeper that is a nuisance. They're not. They need to become your ally. Opening the gate. They're the ones. The affluent people have gatekeepers, sometimes more than one. Now, who are they? Well, these are their attorneys, their CPAs, their trust officers, their investment advisors, their house managers, right? It's almost as critical to not only connect with the luxury buyer or seller themselves, but also the people that they work with. That's that connection. Because listen, if they trust their attorney to handle their legal matters and their attorney refers you to them, that's as good as it gets. If they trust their CPA with all of their millions of dollars, and that CPA refers you to them. So here's the deal. How many of you, let me ask you, are going out and calling people from Merrill Lynch, right? Calling some of the top uh, money advisors in your local market. Nobody. That is a wealth of potential leads, right? And listen, here's the deal. They know that when you break it into the luxury market, you're going to have clients, they maybe you can refer that business to them, yeah. right? So at the end of the day, you can truly. So I'm telling you right now, some of you need to be calling, finding out who's the most expensive attorney in town, and reaching out to them, finding out the CPAs that the people in the luxury world hire, and reaching out to them. Um, house managers, same deal, right? Investment advisors, go after that. Don't look at these gatekeepers as a nuisance. Go after it and, and treat them as an ally. Now, you got to acquire expertise. Now, if you're going to go after these gatekeepers, right, they're going to want you to know that you know the market, you know the value of the market, that you know pricing, market preparation, that you can market the property. Uh, maybe you have some negotiation designations, right? At the end of the day, that's what the expertise, the gatekeepers are going to want. Exceed expectations with the process. Now, number four. Create your luxury processes, affluent clients, demand. Number one, they want you to be consistent, right? I don't know how many times I've heard, uh, you know, where a realtor gets an expired listing. They're so happy. They get the listing. But then they don't contact the person for four months. Mm. You can't do that in the world of luxury. Why? The luxury world, there's no emotions. They'll fire you if you're not consistent. Be dependable, too. All right. Right? At the end of the day... They're dependent on you to get the job done. They only want, there's one thing that the luxury world wants more than anything, reliable results. That's one of those things right. that if you overpromise and underdeliver, they will fire you and then tell all their friends that you're an awful realtor as well. Right, and, and I guess coinciding with these points is the fact that, like you mentioned earlier, the volume of properties that you're dealing with is much smaller. So, you know, you shouldn't have any issues with providing quality service or being diligent with attaining information pertaining to these properties. Anthony, you said it right. I 1,000% agree with you. Think about this. The median house price right now in Naples is about 340 mm -hmm. okay? 
That means that's the, the largest population of people buying in the home right in the middle of the list. You get 10,000 properties a year, right in the middle, uh, property number 5,000, the median is 340 grand. So what happens is if I have a listing for 340,000, it's very common for me to have 30 showing appointments uh, over the next week, right, right when it hits the market. Right. In the world of luxury, since 7% of our population are millionaires, and every time you go from a million up 1.1, 1.2, it even drops even more, right? Um, you get a $3 million list, and you might get one show in a month. Right. So tell me you can't manage that effectively. Absolutely. Versus 30 showings in a week. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, the, the, the number five, the big thing. How to overcome the big O. And I'm not talking about Oscar Robinson. You know who Oscar <laughs> Robinson is, Anthony? Triple-double, man. Oh, Mr. Triple-double himself. Uh, no disrespect to that kid in Oklahoma. But anyways, <laughs> overcoming the big O. Don't let it hold you back. There's one objection that will, that will you know, literally block you from going forward in this world of luxury. And I'm telling you right now, do not let the big O come at you. Don't run from it. Don't hide. You got to take the big O head on. You got to make your mark. And I think as Sting said so profoundly, every move I make, every breath I take. (laughs) So what is the big O, Anthony? The big O is your first luxury listing. And how do you handle that objection? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the big O, to handle that big objection, is you got to have a killer listing presentation, and you have to focus on, on the process so i'll give you an example if i was going after luxury listings today part of my process i would make sure every time that i go after a listing in the world of luxury i would have my pre-listing package sent to that owner so they can Mm. learn about me so we can cut to the chase when i go on that appointment on tuesday night at 5 p.m i would go on the listing appointment and i would bring my a killer listing presentation now, in the world of luxury, be prepared. There's usually going to be two listing appointments. Okay, so you got the pre-listing, the listing appointment, and then you've got the second listing appointment to handle any questions they may have and to have the sign of the paperwork. Now, in the listing presentation, you've got to make sure you spell out your unique selling propositions. You've got to talk about everyone as far as it's in, on your team. If you have an attorney on your team, if you have a title company on your team, if you have a mortgage company, uh, a contract, a closing coordinator, your brokers, your agents at the company. You have to spell out your team. Talk about your company too. Be brag about your company when you're putting your presentation together. So, for example, if I was, you know, obviously going on a list of presentation as an MVP realty agent, I talk about the fact on how we participated in over a billion dollars in real estate transactions, that how out of 1,800 real estate offices in Southwest Florida, we're number three uh, for a real estate office for transactions, right? I would talk about that stuff because it's critical. They want to see people that are capable, consistent, dependable, and remember the words, reliable Mm -hmm. results. Now, here's the deal. When you sell, when you get a luxury listing, Tell the world. Brag about it. Go over the top. Why? It's a very unique thing that you just pulled off. Walking out of there with a $3 million property. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to tell you that's. I'm going to tell you in this whole podcast that it's not that hard. But when you get it, 
Remember, the other realtors, the competition, and the consumers out there all look at that as like, wow. Right. Three million. The only people that are going to get it is the seven percenters. Right. The 93% of your people on your social media never could understand what a $3 million property is. And you right. just got one. Right. Brag. When it goes pending, brag. When it closes, brag for the next year. I'm not saying send out just one just lit, uh, sold postcard or put one post. Hey, everybody, I just sold this $3 million property. Use that over and over and over and over and over again because it's still... Nine months later, resonates that you did something pretty cool. Brag about yourself. Anthony, let's talk about some marketing in the world of uh, listings. You got to amp up your marketing game, okay? And it doesn't cost much money. You can't just leave, uh, you know, take me brochures that you print off the MLS, off the matrix. You just can't put those on the counter in a luxury property. It's very common to see next level type of marketing Left at the home. Give an example. One of the agents here um, that I know of uh, leaves these beautiful color books that looks like it's from the Harry Potter movie. Mm. I'm serious. It's a it's like a tabletop book. Okay. Right. Not Harry Potter. Table tabletop book. And she pays about nine bucks a piece, maybe ten bucks a piece on these books that she leaves at the house. Most realtors would be like, "Oh man, ten dollars." Wrong. Remember, Anthony, you're probably going to get one show in a month. So why wouldn't you want the buyer that came to visit that property, the one showing? Why wouldn't you on that three, four million dollar property want to give them a ten dollar piece of marketing that they can take with them? Mm. It's a it's a affluent buyer and you need to make that impression. Now, what else? Please, for the lo- love of real estate, please, I'm begging you. Do not take photos using your iPhone. Go out there and get the best photographer in town in the world of luxury real estate. And if you don't know who it is, call somebody selling luxury properties and ask them who they use. Mm-hmm. Use a Matterport. Use a drone. Get the, get the highest levels of virtual tours and everything. Don't get cheap. I see the nothing makes me more disgusted, Anthony, disgusted than... Seeing on the MLS a $4 million property and the damn listing agent didn't even have a photo. It has like the avatar, right? right? Or they took a photo with one photo with their iPhone. No description, nothing. And they're going to make hundred and twenty on that sale when it closes? Shame on you to think that the industry is that easy. you know. And if you keep doing crap like that, you're going to let Zillow and Trulia and all these other digital companies just step all over us. The way we beat Zillow and Trulia is by providing the best, the best photography, right? They can never compete with that at a local level. The best virtual tours. So I'm going to tell you right now, you want to step up your game, take professional photos, have virtual tours. The other thing I would recommend for marketing on the sell side, you got to create luxury agent website. You know, there's companies out there, even it doesn't even cost a lot of money. Website box, Playster. Right, where you can create a one-off luxury-looking website for a hundred dollars, mm. right? And at the end of the day, go for that luxury look. If you need beautiful graphics made, use Fiverr.com for five bucks. They can take your photo, edit it, crop it, do whatever, and really bring your your um, your website to life. Direct mail. Don't use little four by six postcards, right? These things gotta pop. They gotta pop. Jumbo postcards only. 
right? For your just listed, just sold. High level, high definition, right? I've seen some crap out there where, where these agents get these four, five, six, seven million dollar properties and they're sending out just garbage. It's like, come on, what are you doing? The other thing that you need, and in my opinion, in the world of marketing, a luxury real estate video on the property and more importantly about yourself. Get that luxury lifestyle. If I were you right now, before you even get a listing, I'd get a uh, videographer. It's going to cost you about 500 bucks, And have them put a sizzle reel together, 30 seconds, one minute of you in the theme of luxury. So what does that mean? A video of me walking down Fifth Avenue. Mm -hmm. A video of me at the luxury car show walking around. Showing that luxury lifestyle. A video of me eating at the finest restaurant as an example, in Naples, Florida. Why? Consumers love that play button. And again, I'm not saying fake it till you make it. I'm saying show your audience that you can live live and portray a luxury lifestyle. You know, the one thing I was thinking, and I wanted to push back on this a little bit, I agree with a lot of what you said. But if I was an agent trying to tap into the luxury market, I think I will keep it all digital. I will really push to the throttle with the quality, creating the aura and the presentation of everything. And I wouldn't have, let's just say, with, with a lead capture page, having all of the things provided for that listing and, and, and videos and everything in that lead capture page. You I know? agree with you 100%. Okay. Digital is the way to, that you can be a longtime agent. Right. I'm serious. And I've seen this before where you've had people in a particular marketplace, high-end area, neighborhood, luxury, mm-hmm. whatever, um, and you have agents that just all of a sudden out of nowhere dominating because here's what's going to happen. Let's say the agents in Port Royal are old timers. I call them old timers, not in age, but more. They've been around for 20, 25 years. Right. They, they have their systems right, that right. may have not have adapted to the world that we live in today. Right. So what I would do is I would surround the neighborhood with digital. Right. So what, here's how this is going to flip. It's not going to be overnight. You go at them from Google ads, Facebook ads, social media, YouTube video marketing, things like that. What's going to happen is you're going to be the one because 90% of all buyers are online attracting the multi-million dollar buyer, right? The second you close the home, that buyer just became an advocate for you. Mm -hmm. That multi-million dollar buyer is now in all the clubhouses, going to all the restaurants, speaking your praises. Yep. And then it's going to be a matter of time that if you put enough advocates yep. into that Port Royal neighborhood, you just flip the damn neighborhood. Yeah. Now you have a bunch of advocates saying to all their neighbors, hey, listen, I know that you used that agent from 25 years ago, right? But let me tell you what this guy's doing or this woman's right. doing in the world of digital marketing. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, right. so you, you, that's a good insight there. Yeah, because- that's awesome. I, I, I get when it causes... This is an easy win if you're playing the world of digital. You hit it right on the head. Now, working with affluent buyers, okay? Image is everything, and this is a good segue. We talked about working with sellers. Now, working with affluent buyers, you got to be both online and offline, right? Um, I hate to say this because you know me. I'm not in the – I don't love print media at all. But there are magazines out there like Gulf Shore Life, right? Naples Illustrated. Uh, Just these high-end – Luxury magazines that seem to be dropped off at all the luxury locations. I hate to say it. After you, after you close your first multi-million dollar deal, 
you might want to invest a little bit of money in those just to play the game. Gotcha. But it, uh, until that point, until- 100% digital and right. only okay. digital. Got it. Now, appropriate transportation. Okay. What does that mean? Anthony, I'm going to tell you a little quick story. Uh, appropriate means appropriate. Obviously, they don't expect you to drive a Lamborghini. Obviously. Mm. Okay. They don't expect you to drive a Lamborghini, but you should have appropriate transportation. Back in 2003, Anthony, when I was broke as a joke, there will never be any of you listeners out here that's listening right now, you can never outbroke me. When I tell you that the worst of the worst has happened to me, but I, you know, financially, there's nothing harder in my life other than losing a loved one or somebody being sick in my family or me being sick. There's nothing harder to do than being broke. So I get that world. Okay. And I never want to go back to that world. Now, let me tell you what I did. I was so excited. I was broke as a joke, and I had my first multi-million dollar client come into town, okay? Now, I had a very old Chevy Beretta. The Chevy Beretta didn't have power windows, and my AC went, okay? Which means I had no air conditioning in South Florida, where it's about 85, 90 degrees. Now, mind you, it was a clean car. It just... I felt like I couldn't show up to drive these clients around Aqua Lane Shore in that car. So what did I do? I called Hertz. I asked him, hey, do you have any luxury vehicles? So he said, yes, we do. We have a, a Jaguar X-Type. The, 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 not the S-Type, the X-Type. It's the lower level of the Jaguar family, let's say. Okay, Most affordable of the Jaguar family. How much a day? 32 bucks. I rented that car for several days. And drove those clients around, and they didn't know the wiser. Now, here's the thing I will tell you. I had a little extra pep in my step because I felt good. I felt as an equal, okay? Now, here's the deal. What I would recommend to you, don't go out and buy a car. Put that money towards the marketing first. Yeah. If you have to, rent the damn car. Rent it. Rent the car from Hertz or you know Avis or whoever. Rent the car. 30, it's money well spent. Now, what else? I believe that you should look into some certifications, affiliations, and credentials. So, for example, um, the Institute for Luxury Home Marketing, luxuryhomemarketing.com, the Luxury Home Council, luxuryhomecouncil.com. I would look into that if I were you. I would also look into NAR Certified International Property Specialist. I laugh, Anthony. People say, is MVP Realty... International <laughs> is MVP Realty International, and I say to them, I said, "What does that mean? Because we could sell anywhere, right? Um, is it international? Well, our agents can be international, right? You could sell in Honduras and yeah. all these other places if you choose to. But you know what, Anthony? My family relies on me making decisions great here locally. Yeah, there's enough million dollar properties every year that I don't have to go look outside of Naples, Florida, as an example. Hey, heck." all of Florida, to find luxury property, right? right? It sounds so, It's I, I have to laugh because it sounds so cool and it looks good on a business card. MVP Realty International. It sounds good, right? It sounds excellent. But in, in reality, because I know the numbers of our industry, the more you focus on the international, right, means that you're not selling the properties in your own backyard. Yeah. 
So I, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. that because real estate is basically a local business. So if you're in the business of trying to sell properties in Canada or South America, then uh, you're not understanding where your bread is buttered. Yeah, it's local. Be local, and you'll make a lot of money. They want your local expertise. They don't Goodness. give a damn if you know anything about Honduras, but you're selling <laughs> Naples. All right. Image is everything. you got to know about all the country clubs, the private schools, the boarding for horses. That's what buyers are going to be hiring you for. Absolutely. They want to know about the recent public improvements to maybe beaches and roads and new schools that might be coming in the area. They want to know about future proposed uh, community enhancements or environmental issues. They want to obviously know about boating information, tennis, golf course. Now, I'll give you an example. I had a guy, uh, he wanted to spend about $40 million in that Port Royal area, and uh he had a 150-foot yacht. Now, I can't came, you know, I, I'm not a yacht person. I've never owned a yacht, so I had to learn about the yacht. So one of the first things I did is I called all of the various captains that, that drive these ships. Mm-hmm. It started with me calling a boat company, and they pe- kept passing me down the line. And I come to find out there's only a handful of, uh, of areas in all of Naples. I'm talking like three properties. That can handle the man's boat. Oh, okay. He's more suited for Lauderdale, where the canals are deeper, so his draft and everything. And again, I'm not a boat guy, but I had to learn this. How embarrassing would that have been is if I made off like I knew this, didn't do the research, the man drops $30 million on a home based off my advice, and then his love of his life, more important than any house the man will ever buy, cannot be parked in his backyard canal. Embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a lawsuit, right? Yeah, right. Because I'm supposed to know those things. But at the end of the day, know your information. Tennis course, golf courses, so forth. Now, here's the flow chart that I want to share with you when it comes to getting a lead in the world of luxury, okay? We have these two different things, action items, and then I'll just call them luxury agent tips. Action items. You receive the lead. You immediately need to make a, uh, a phone call to that lead. Five minutes or less. Study show, five minutes or less. Now, when you're making that call, you've got to have high energy. Do you think a luxury expert's going to be more apt to working with somebody like, hey, you know, thank you so much for calling me. I'm going to research that information. And you could just hear it in the tone of my voice that I have high energy. Or if I called and said, thank you so much <laughs> for calling me. I would like to research this property. They can read through that. High energy. You should always ask open-ended questions. And here's the deal. You should have a website that you captured that lead off of that follows them and shows you all the properties that they have been looking at. Mm -hmm. And if you see a property that they've drilled in to more than a couple times, you need to know all the information about that property. So when you do call them, you won't, it won't be just raw where you're making it you know making up as you go where you've said yeah i've seen that you looked at one two three main street i called the listing agent and let me tell you exactly what's going on with that property Mm. bang 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 that's where you're going to bring that value if you just call them and go into your generic script remember you're talking to a different client now another action item though before you get off the phone make sure you confirm all contact info and here's a here's a cool little tip Make sure you get the name of the spouse. Ask them who their significant other is right, right. so you can save that for a rainy day. Um, now, when you're making the first call, it's very, very, very common for the next thing to happen. You call them, ring, ring, ring. You go into your little 
you know, pitch. And uh, they're going to say to you, hey, listen, I already have an agent. I already have an agent. And what are you going to say? Are you going to say, okay, and hang up? The response that I would give would be something like this. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, I appreciate your loyalty. Over 80% of our clients already have a real estate agent in mind when we begin working together. I have one of the most successful real estate teams in Naples, Florida. Due to the amount of business we do, our relationships with Naples brokers are very strong. And we constantly get heads up on pre-market property that's not even on the MLS. It has helped many of my clients gain access to these non-MLS pocket listings. Why don't we agree to keep an open mind that if I find a property for you, mm-hmm. that you'd be willing to work with me? Yeah. And, and most people that I found are like, cool, this guy has the secret sauce. This guy's in. Yeah. He's in the in crowd. He knows what's going on. Now, for you as a rookie agent or somebody new to the luxury, how do you become the in it factor, the in crowd? Right. Start with this. Find the top 10 luxury experts already in the game right now. The ones that sell 50, 60, 100 million a year in sales. Call them and say, listen, I have a client that's looking in Port Royal. They're between five and seven. We already looked at everything on the MLS, including all your listings. If you ever have a pocket listing or a listing that's not on the MLS, please add me to your list. Okay? Done. Now you're on the exclusive list of the top 10 agents that are selling these properties. So the statement that I just um, told you as far as how to respond is actually factual. You are on the in-crowd list, even though you've never sold anything in the same parameters. Does that make sense? Yeah, Anthony? absolutely. Okay. Wow. And again, it's just another little tip. Now, um, you're also going to get, th- this is many things that when you call a lead, you're also going to get, I'm just starting my search. Well, all I can say to you is celebrate the process that is to come. Your response should be, many of my clients are just in the preliminary stages of researching homes when we first meet. I'm happy to help you when the time is right for you. Remember, respect. Show them the respect. Show them that you care. Show them that you're there for them. Some of the other things that I would do that are, that are out of the norm that you might not be doing in the world of $300,000, $400,000 properties, handwritten note cards go a very, very long way. Um, I would actually go and if you want to kind of get an idea of these handwritten note cards or business cards or marketing materials, check out luxuryhomemarketing.com. I'm not affiliated with them, but I'm going to tell you right now, they've got some of the best marketing material for real estate agents that can be handed out to clients that I've ever seen. I call it high-tech, high-touch marketing. Um, In that, you can even have a a personal uh, high-end IDX that works for your clients. And again, some of the marketing that I've seen with uh, marketing reports and so forth are just absolutely astonishing from that luxuryhomemarketing.com website. So check that out. Um, Again, just to get ideas. Um, I would also check out a company called LuxVT. LuxVT has a great program where your where your marketing materials just it's next level type of stuff speaks luxury, um, where they cascade your information to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, mm. Dupont Registry, and so forth. But I'm going to tell you, I think they even have a program that you don't pay or you pay a small percentage up front, but you pay them on the back end when the property actually closes, which is kind of cool for your um to keep you keep your cash flow mm-hmm. uh, at bay. What else do we have going? Now, one of the biggest mistakes that agents make is that they finally get a lead, they finally get a high-end client, 
and then they want to talk their ear off to the moon. They just want to just dump everything on them because they're like, oh, I just got a $5 million client. I got to forget my, old, my, my other business, and I'm going to call this person tw- five times a day. Just remember, high net worth individuals are successful people, and they're very, very busy. They often do not respond to your emails, texts, and calls. But let me tell you this. If you send them quality, trust me when I say they're watching and listening and reading. Don't send that stupid turn back the clock reminder or a recipe. They don't care about that crap. But if they're sincerely looking in Port Royal and there's a listing that comes on the market that you previewed for them, or there's something going on in Port Royal, send it to them. Trust me when I say they might not respond to your email, but they're reading it. Okay? That's what I was going to ask you, Derek, about just the differences that you've seen in your experiences and other agents that you've mentored as far as the, the, the type of demand that the clients in the luxury market have versus the regular crowd and the, the volume play. That was something that you just touched on there a little bit. Absolutely. And, and, and again, I think that the biggest way that you can follow up with them, again, with timely information, don't bombard them with crap. What I would do is I would have one of those websites like Real Geeks that monitors their searches. Mm-hmm. And then one of the best ways to communicate with somebody that's just not responding to you or a client that's uh, uncommunicative is by responding to the listings they look at. Maybe, maybe if you see right. one of your luxury clients poke around the same listing 10 times, go in there and do a video tour mm. for 10 minutes. Right. Right? Get information about the neighborhood, the complex, the community. Find out, maybe read the confidential remarks in the listing that they can't see on your website mm-hmm. and send them those confidential remarks. Maybe call the listing agent to get any more of the fine points about this $5 million property. That's how I would respond. I wouldn't, I wouldn't again, I wouldn't bombard them with, uh, with junk and, and crap. Mm-hmm. Another way that I think that agents can really break into the luxury market is to become the authority. Uh, maybe the, to become an authority or you could become a published author or maybe you can write an article for a newspaper. Um, those type of things are great clip things, clippings that you can add to your portfolio. So when you meet them or you can put them on your website, now you're the authority. You're, you, by playing in that luxury world in, in of, by, uh, by itself, in and of itself, um, you're already the authority in luxury Okay, by just playing in that world because a lot of realtors shy away from it. One thing that I would do is become the authority. I would, I would, you know, there's over 500 newspapers nationwide. Try to get an article in one of those papers. Try to go look at for online news services or maybe magazines or something like the Wall Street Journal or Market Watch or the Boston Globe or mm-hmm. Nationwide Business or Reuters or, or the New York Times or maybe even get on something like CNBC and other various news sources. You can be uh, even interviewed. Like, so, for example, one of my friends went up to our local Fox TV station Cost him five hundred dollars to be on the morning blend, right? Five hundred bucks. Right. It's a thirty-minute spot to be on the morning blend, and they interviewed him all about luxury real estate. Wow! And now you have that video clip right. that can go on your website and all your social media accounts, right. edifying you yep. as a luxury real estate right. specialist. Amazing! And, and so again, it doesn't cost really a lot of money. Now, so we talked about the affluent buyers. We talk about the affluent sellers and why you should be in uh, the luxury world altogether. Now we're going to talk about showing the properties, right? You got to prepare for these showings. This isn't one of those things that you can just roll out of bed and say, you know what? I'm going to show these four or five million dollar properties this afternoon. You have to make sure you know about the comparable homes in the area. 
You're going to know about the price per square foot in the past 6 to 12 months. You're going to know about what's covered in the HOA fees, if there are any, any landscaping, is cable, TV, electricity, water. If you're going to a condo complex, make sure that you know about the community facilities, the parking policies, the vacation rental or long-term rental policies. Let me tell you a mistake I made in my career. I uh, was showing a property in Pelican Bay at one of the tall high-rises, and this was early in my career, and I found it online, okay? And in the description, it said, uh, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, decorator ready. So I'm like, okay, cool. I assumed it just meant that the curtains wouldn't be there and that it was painted white walls. Okay, that's what I assumed. But you know what? It would be standard otherwise. Decorator ready means, hey, call your decorator and they'll come in and bring the stuff in. I was naive, dumb, and arrogant and didn't research it any further. So I meet the client at Pelican Bay and there's two towers. Okay? So I go to the guard gate and the client's with me. And uh, I go to one of the towers and let's say that the it was in the penthouse that I was showing. I think it was $3.6 million. Um, let's say it was uh, the unit number was 12. Okay? So I go into the elevator, and uh, I walk into the building. I go to the right, and I go into the elevator, and I press, I press uh, the top button. We get to the top button. I'm looking. There's no key box. Where's the key box? We come out of the elevator. There's no key box on the, on the condominium door. How am I going to get in that property? So we go back downstairs, and we run into somebody. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm looking for unit number 12. And the man says to me, he says, this tower here is the odd numbers. This one here is the evens. Wow. Right off the bat, what do you think my client was thinking? This guy doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You're telling he's me. Out of his league. You're telling me the man's about to make $100,000 in commission but didn't have enough respect for my time. Right. As a millionaire, as a business owner, as a CEO, I flew into town to meet this clown. He had three and a half weeks to prepare for this meeting. Right. Never once previewed that property. That's yeah. what I think he should have been thinking. So anyways, we go up to the tower, the, the right one. I see the key box. I unlock it. We go in, Anthony. I finally found out what decorator ready meant. There was no flooring. It was concrete slab. Oh, There wow. was no cabinets. The walls weren't even painted. It was sheetrocked. Bare bones. Bare as no light fixtures. This, you couldn't live there tonight if you wanted to. Wow. Decorator ready meant... The unit's ready for you to bring in your cabinet guys, your flooring companies, your trim companies, right. your painting companies. Do your punch list. Well, here's the problem. My client want a finished product. Of course. <laughs> so, again. Yikes. Prep. Good job. Prep. Good job. That, that ended Need, well. Needless to say, I didn't get that deal. <laughs> and I'm sure they bought from a realtor that deserved to earn that commission. Oh, God. Oh, boy. The, the stories that I can tell. Another thing I'm going to remind you, beware of the fake rich. There's a lot of people, and I'm going to tell you right now. It's the biggest problem that I see in Naples is the fake rich. These are people that call you that say, uh, hey, listen, I'm coming into town. And uh, I don't understand why they would do it. I know for one of the reasons why, but I don't understand for some of the reasons why they, they do this, where they make pretend that they are going to go look at a $5 million, $4 million, $3 million property, but don't, they can't afford it. They're, and, and I call them fake rich. Do me a favor. If you got their email address, phone number, name, Google them. Go on LinkedIn. Go to Facebook. See if you can research them. Because if this person is a CEO of a company or, or a celebrity or whatnot, um, you should be able to find something in your search to verify um, that they're capable of, of buying that property. And if you have to, 
Ask them for proof of funds before you show one property. Tell them that the listing agent requires it. Now, here's a little story time um, because I do not want you to waste your time with the fake rich. But more importantly, I don't want you to get hurt. We live in an area of Naples, Florida, where there's a lot of money that gets thrown around. Okay, Had a situation where uh, we got a call for a lead. And that call for a lead was for a $3 million property. Okay, I believe it was in Park Shore, but I don't recall 100%. It was many years ago. And anyhow, um, we were working with the lead pretty diligently. We showed a bunch of properties. Then, then the lead just went MIA. It was a guy from Boston, Massachusetts. And this guy had come down with his wife and kids and showed we showed properties to. Okay? So anyways, we, we lost track of him. And, and again, um, pretty frustrating because we did spend some good time with him. So I said to my uh, business partner at the time, I said, hey, listen, do me a favor. Take that person's name, go into the public records, and see if he bought anything. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think his name was Robert. So, lo and behold, Robert closed the deal last month Oh, in Park Shore. None oh. of the stuff we showed. Right. Okay? So, there's no procuring cause or anything like that. Um, but anyways, I said to him, I said, hey, do me a favor. Call the, listed, call the buyer's agent that represented Robert to make sure it's the same Robert. So, my, I was in the room when this happened. Craziest story. And this is, I'm telling this story because I want, especially the women out there to listen up. Because there's a lot of fake going on. So my buddy calls uh, the buyer's agent and says, hey, got a question for you. You just sold a property last month in Park Shore to this guy named Robert. And it was a woman at a, at a competitive company, uh, one of our competition. And she says, yeah, I sold that property. He says, well, I just want to make sure it's the same Robert. Was the guy from Boston? She says, yes. Is it Robert with the two little kids and the wife, uh, uh, Betsy? And she says, and I can hear a pin drop, mm. what do you mean he's married? And he says, yeah, the guy from Boston, he works at this company, whatever, whatever, wife, two kids. She says, oh, my God. And then she breaks down and starts crying. The other realtor starts crying, the buyer's agent. She says, I've been living in that unit. He's my boyfriend. Now, mind you, it's all cool if Robert got a divorce or whatever. Robert was playing two different lives, one down in Naples, one in Boston, okay? He called this realtor because she was an attractive woman and basically was a predator to use the the sale as a way to introduce himself to her. She closed the deal. They had a rendezvous relationship to the point this poor realtor is now living in his condo in Park Shore, I call it his playhouse, right? Because his family from up north's not living there. And she had no idea he was married. Wow. Totally ruined her world. And one just phone call that we didn't know what the hell was going on. We were just asking dumb questions, right? We had no idea. 15 minutes later, Robert calls my business partner, screaming at him. How dare you? Da, 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 da. And my guy's like, listen, you shouldn't be, you know, you're the one that's got yourself in trouble. We were just inquiring if it was the same guy. She could have easily said no, and that was it. And he and uh, he was really just coming down on my 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 business partner at the time. Wow. But I'm telling you the story because that happens a lot in Naples, where this money's this fake money or fake scenarios are thrown around. I can tell you at least ten stories, primarily with women, that got themselves in situations with married guys that come into Naples to golf, to hang with the boys, right? And then they get themselves tied up into this fake world 
because they happen to be that guy's realtor. And again, I know we're going off the, the path here, but I'm telling you, I'm, be careful of the fake rich. It really means a lot to me. Yeah. Stay away from the fake rich. All right. It's showing time. Your client comes into town. You're going to make sure you have your marketing material, all your branded marketing material, your brochures. Have a clean car. If you have to rent that Jaguar, do it. Have premium water. It's okay to go out and get that Fiji water for this one trip, right? Have some premium water as well. Um, but that's, you know, as far as the showings goes, I wanted to talk about the affluent buyers and so forth. Now, as I mentioned earlier, Tom Ferry. The seven tips that Tom wants to share with you, okay? And I agree with these. That's why I want to share with you around. I got them in my note cards, and I want to share these with you quickly. Number one, study higher-end agents. Success leaves clues. Look at what these agents are doing. See how they present their brand and how do they market themselves. Number two, we've mentioned this earlier, become an expert. You know the numbers. Got to study the numbers. The listens, the sales, the pendants, the expireds, the FISBOs, everything in that luxury targeted market that you're trying to go after. Preview properties if you have to. Become an expert. Number three, know the community. You got to learn about the schools, the country clubs, the fitness uh, clubs, the golf courses, all the riding stables, every aspect of the community that you're trying to go after in the world of luxury. Dress the part, dress for success, right? And act the part. You got to upgrade yourself. Tom says, upgrade yourself. I've heard his dad say this many, many times. Observe how your higher end clients dress and act like them. Hey, listen, if you want to learn this, go to an open house this weekend where one of the top realtors that we talked about earlier is having an open house this Sunday from 12 to 4, go in there, see what they're wearing. Right. See what their approach is. Mm-hmm. And again, I wouldn't just trust them. Maybe they don't care and they're wearing an ACDC or an Affliction t-shirt, right? Yeah. But go to a couple of them. See their mannerisms. Really try to figure out that game. Number five, market appropriately. Make sure every marketing piece you produce is extraordinary. doesn't have to necessarily be expensive. Just of great detail and excellent quality. No spelling mistakes. Network appropriately. Find professional referral partners. Wealthier people have established relationships with CPAs, attorneys. Remember, we talked about those gatekeepers. Okay? And offer those gatekeepers home valuations, reports, market trends for their clients. Number seven, have the right mindset. You have to believe that you can do it. Increase your confidence and your expertise in higher-priced homes. So you will feel empowered. Listen, the reason why you have fear is that you feel like you don't know what you're going to be, you're going to have to say when the questions are asked. Study it. Become the expert and that fear goes away. Do you think NBA players have fear taking a three-point shot if they've done done it a thousand times? Of course not. Mm -hmm. Think Tom Brady has fear? I think Tom gets nervous before a big game, but he knows I've prepared myself. I've put in the time. Whether we win or lose, I can't control that. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I know I'm ready. Mm -hmm. So that's what you can do too. Now, that was from Tom Ferry. Another another thing I want to go into is I've been um, scouring the internet trying to find other luxury tips from some of the top minds on their social media accounts and so forth. And I'm going to share these with you quickly, okay? Um, Ryan Hardy. Out of Chicago. Ryan says you got to be willing to spend money to make money. you got to be willing to spend money to make money. Uh, when it comes to marketing, you have to spend money to make money. Selling a $2 million house might earn you a fifty dollars to $60,000 commission, but you're going to need to spend about ten grand in order to get the lead and eventually market the home. Okay, Makes sense. Spend money to make money. Uh, Joyce out of Beverly Hills says create an experience. 
The marketing plan for each home must be unique. Okay. Right. You need to have the panache so that when you do make uh, a, a panache, so that when you do make people feel like everything about the home is special, right? It's like you can't. For example, you can't sell a four thousand dollars suit at Kmart, right? So you got to make sure that's special. Keep that makes sense. That special, that experience. Um, listen, you might not have any experience. Radner, okay, out of Canada says, co-market with other high-end realtors. It's okay. Maybe there's a realtor at your company that has sold three, four million dollar properties. Bring them aboard. Share that commission, because some commission is better than no commission, right? Right, right. And maybe even go outside of the co- company. You can co-list with another brokerage firm. Find that top person that sells in that area and see, hey, right. hey, listen, can you mind if I tag, have you tag along on this one, and see what they do. Um, make sure you have enough money to live on while you look for your first luxury clients. This is why I want you to stay. This is uh, Sarah out of Phoenix. Um, this is why I want you to stay in the mindset of still doing your regular day-to-day business right. so you don't go broke. But listen, if you're going to go all into the luxury, remember the days on the markets are longer, the marketing expenses are longer, and at the end of the day, you've got to make sure that you have at least six months of reserves in the bank to weather the storm. Or just continue with your day-to-day stuff and you'll have all the money that you need. Now, Kristen out of Denver, make sure the, to target the right geographic farm or demographic. Target a very specific geographic farm or de- demographic audience. If you take the geographic approach, choose an area with about 500 homes with an average price point of 800000 uh, or a million. If you take the demographic approach, find an association of doctors or lawyers. Or if your kids are at a private school, start talking to the other parents. Number six, buy luxury buyer and seller leads from sites like Zillow. You can do it. I know an agent right now that's crushing it here locally. And all they that? do is they buy luxury zip codes. Okay. So, for example, the uh, Naples top zip code for Zillow is 34102. It's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks a lead. Right. But listen, the average price over there is a couple million. So, who cares, right? right. So, you can buy leads. That was from uh, uh, our buddy Michael out of Philadelphia. Number seven, dressed and act professionally at all times. You never know when you'll meet your next clients. I, I, I got to agree with you, right? Emil, okay, from Fit Small Business says that you got to dress the part. Why? If you're always on point and you're always hanging around these luxury spots like the Ritz-Carlton or Blue Martini or Burns Cigar Bar and you dress the part, you're more than likely going to run into somebody that's a millionaire that's in town that may want to use you. But if you go in there just like in an ACDC shirt or an Affliction Extra Small T-shirt, you're probably not going to get the deal. They won't even start a conversation with you. Number eight, Marion from Tom Ferry International says, study the best luxury agents. Look at what these agents are doing now. Study them. Success leaves clues. Number nine, our good buddy Josh Altman, uh, the Altman brothers out of California, L.A. He's on the the, um, Million Dollar Listing shows. Get plenty of experience under your belt. Okay, before Josh dove into the world of real estate as an agent, he was investing in flipping properties. That gave him the expertise to be able to pull it off for other people. Number 10, become the local market expert. Local. Jill uh, out of Miami. I believe she's the number one agent in the country, by the way. Wow. Uh, The name of her group is called The Jills. Uh, But again, her advice is you have to really know the market. And listen, this is where we can... All the websites in the world, Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, yes, they show properties, but your consumers are hiring you to be the local, local 
boots on the ground person in your market. Yeah. Use that to your advantage. Okay, know the local market. Number eleven, when prospecting for leads, don't ignore the creative types. Um, right now, we're seeing a trend, a massive trend in our in our economy where it's just not CEOs that are millionaires or athletes or celebrities. We're starting to see artists. And you got to make sure that when you're prospecting for leads, you don't ignore those creative types, the artist, the the film uh, maker, the YouTuber, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's new money, new money. Um, work open houses for high-end agents in your office. This is Sam out of New York, says that uh, one of the best open houses can be crucial, a crucial opportunity. I can, again, tell you from the rookie realtor, Another great way to sell luxury homes is to be in a luxury home at an open house. And again, ask somebody in your office if they you can host their open house at one of these luxury properties. If there's somebody not in your office, go outside the office. It's okay. You can do that. You can do that. And host an open house for somebody at another real estate company. Um, just with the mindset that you're trying to, to, to promote that product and, and to get a buyer for that product. Uh, number 13, stand out with ad agency quality marketing pieces. Raj from the Boutique Real Estate Group says that uh, you know, he wants all of his marketing pieces to look a little bit different from everyone else in his marketplace. And again, I couldn't agree more with him. Um, number 14, pay attention to detail with your marketing. Arthur out of San Francisco, Sotheby's. He says for uh, super prime property, everything has to be perfect from the photography to the text and even the introduction of the property to buyers. Number 15, Gary out of the Corcoran Group, okay, out of the Hamptons. Gary uh, once sold a $36 million 55-acre compound that had its own private lagoon. He says you've got to utilize, utilize both old school and online advertising. That's what you and I were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, you know, his secret, he says, I discovered the power of advertising. When it comes to the Hamptons, it's all about connections. Whom you know, and more importantly, who knows you? Number 16, get out of the office and make a temporary home in local coffee shops. I love this idea from James here in Florida. And again, what he does is he takes his laptop, goes down to the high rent district, let's, let's call it uh, the luxury area of town, and just sets up shop in all these coffee shops right. with all those homeowners walking in with their little poodle right. and, and just sets up shop as the local realtor. Uh, on the back of his laptop, he has a little logo that says, uh, thinking about buying real estate. That's a conversation starter right there. Love that idea because it's easy. Uh, number 17, network with and reach out to private lenders and bankers. Justin out of Sotheby's in San Francisco. Again, he wants you to tap into the gatekeepers. Number 18, keep in mind your costs for stage and marketing and more and know that they will be higher. Uh, Dylan out of Wisconsin just saying, listen. With these luxury properties, you just realize that your advertising is going to be a little bit higher than the regular transaction, but that's okay. Nine, number 19, immerse yourself in the world of luxury. Okay, Allison, one of the writers for Fit Small Business, she says that in order to, pres- uh, to serve luxury real estate clients, you need to be familiar with their preferences. Go to the charity events. Go to the high-end shopping malls, happy hours at upscale bars. Go to the local high-end restaurants to connect with your future clientele. Little story. When I was broke as a joke, do you know what Mick Ultra is? Yeah. Okay. Glad you do. Seen a few of those. I've seen a few of those in my life, too. So, anyways, I went to the Ritz Carlton, didn't have any money, but there was a huge event going on. And it was a, a high wealth type of clients that were going to be hanging around there. And I knew that during the day, 
they had classes and programs that they had to go to. But at night, a lot of them would be hanging around the Ritz-Carlton bar. Well, if you know anything about the Ritz-Carlton bar, Mick Ultra might be nine bucks a piece. And I didn't have the money to go in there at the time to be able to pop 50 bucks to buy five, six, seven of them, right? So I bought one. I would walk to the bathroom when nobody was looking, and I'd fill it up with water. Would walk back and drink my water out of a Mick Ultra bottle, and nobody knew the wiser. Um, again, similar to me renting the Jaguar. I'm not proud of those days, but it's made me who I am today because I respect the process. I had to go through that crap to get to the point where now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the owner of one of the largest real estate companies in the state of Florida, MVP Realty, right? So at the end of the day, I believe in this wholeheartedly. Get into the world they live in any way that you can. Immerse yourself. I um, mean, I'm telling you, you're just going to understand and, and, and really dive into the world of luxury. Uh, give every deal your all. I mean, obviously, number 20, Diane Ramirez, uh, Hall said real estate says there's no sub- substitute for old fashioned diligence and hard work. Remember, 80 to 86 percent of millionaires started out with nothing in their self made. OK, just like you. There's one common thread with, with each of them. They work their ass off. So if you work your butt off. To help them find or sell a property, yeah. they can respect that. They'll, they can, they will be more than happy to pay for it as well. Old-fashioned, hard work. Now, before we wrap this up, I do want to give you five in-depth marketing tips, okay? And why? With the Lead Generation Lab, the science yeah. of real estate agent marketing. Right. So for, for five in-depth marketing tips, number one, you need to know what you're doing. Before you even think of moving forward in the world of luxury, ask yourself, do I know what I'm doing? There are many newbie agents that just want to jump in from taking the test, becoming a luxury real estate agent. That's not going to happen. You got to put in the time. You got to study. You got to go study Port Royal. I've said it like 10 times already. Become the expert. Number two, you need to look the part. When you're transitioning to the world of luxury real estate, you need to figure out a way to make sure that all of your marketing and your style represents the luxury industry. Okay, that's a niche. It's a visual niche. The house, the car, the owners, the buyers, and the agent all have to look the part. Number three, you need to utilize the latest in real estate technology. I'm telling you right now, that's critical. Number four, you need to, uh, a listing pre- presentation that wows them, that you can, you know, gr- the graphics are pleasing. I mean, it just, it wows and shakes them to their core. And again, all this stuff, Go to Google right now, luxury real estate listing presentation, search. I'm sure there's some realtor out there that uploaded theirs. Mm -hmm. Look it over, copy it, make it better, make it yours. Um, Number five, you need to supercharge your follow-up. As we mentioned earlier, potential clients searching for or selling traditional homes need basic follow-up strategies to convert them. Those strategies include maybe uh, using the information collected in your CRM, email marketing, postcards, and maybe an occasional phone call. In retrospect, potential clients searching for luxury selling or uh, selling luxury homes need a traditional follow-up combined with action to convert them into clients. Just sending a card that says happy birthday isn't enough. The wealthy clients, maybe send them a gift. You know, one of the things that I, one of the guys at Tony Robbins Seminar used to do um, you ever see those silver coins that are all encased, like never been touched, mm. like a like a fifty cent coin? Yep. He would send those out with a little note card. Okay. It would cost him twenty five bucks, but again, look at the rewards, right? So he would send out a little gift, and uh, that would be that. 
Now, some marketing ideas. Facebook targeted ads. We talk about Facebook a lot in these podcasts. I would target them based on income. I would target your client based on job title, CEO, president, right? I would target them based based on recently visited locations. Someone that recently visited the Ritz-Carlton here in Naples. I would target them based on uh, geolocations. I would target them based on their interests. What do luxury consumers want? Right. Mercedes, right? McLarens, golf, Rich Carlton. So Facebook ads are critical to be able to target that high wealth consumer. Number two, YouTube. I would create luxury videos for the luxury neighborhoods and all of the new construction luxury homes in your marketplace, right? Maybe even interview owners and staff at high-end restaurants or golf courses. Maybe visit the golf courses and do your videos on the golf courses. Create a monthly newsletter for luxury, a video newsletter, a vlog, right, in the worlds of luxury. And trust me when I say, with 17% of all the global traffic flowing through YouTube, your consumers, the luxury consumers, will find you. Google Ads. This is the easiest thing that you can do tonight to break into the world of luxury real estate. Create your luxury lead capture pages and go over to Google and create a Google Ads campaign for the luxury neighborhoods and all of the luxury new construction neighborhoods. Target luxury keywords like luxury real estate. You can target ads based on affluent geolocations or zip codes. So, for example, I can tell... Google, run my ad to everybody that lives in the 34102 zip code, which is Port Royal, Aqualane Shore, Old Naples. Mm -hmm. And now I'm dominating that marketplace where every person that lives in those homes, if they go to Google to search for real estate, they're going to see me first. Powerful digital footprint. Um, I know this sounds uh, like a low-hanging fruit. Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. Okay, millionaires are on Facebook. They are on Craigslist. Advertise luxury. Like, so for example, one of the benefits of MVP, we allow every agent to uh, market our listings as their own. Mm -hmm. Pull every million dollar listing. If you're an MVP agent and only an MVP agent, pull every million dollar listing and go to Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist and market those. Okay, maybe advertise luxury new construction on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist. Great free resource. Okay. Obviously, we talked about this before. Host open houses yeah. and high-end luxury listings, okay? Um, I would target, you know, you might not want to go after expired listings every day. You might say, you know what? Let the Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, Craig Proctor agents, the Jay Barabee agents, and the, you know, Ricky Carruth agents, let them go after those Fizbos and let them go after the expireds. But maybe you go after all the $2 million expireds and up. Mm-hmm, Exactly. Well, the $2 million FISBOs right. and up. And now it's worth your while to go out there and drop off luxury marketing Absolutely. packages Absolutely. right to that homeowner because you know that it's going to be a smaller crowd, number one. Uh, number two, you could put some money into it because it's all luxury. As we mentioned earlier, hang out at luxury hotspots. Go to luxury locations, Ritz-Carlton, right? Burn, golf courses, chops, Mercedes dealers, yacht clubs. Meet the owners, managers, and staff and watch your business explode. Lastly, you got to read, okay? You got to learn to earn. 
I would read as many luxury real estate books as possible. These are the ones that I am suggesting to you. Every one of them are phenomenal if you want to break in to the world of luxury. First book, Rich Buyer, Rich Seller by Lori Moore. Second book, Networking with the Affluent by Dr. Thomas Stanley. Third book, The Millionaire Next Door by Dr. Thomas Stanley. Fourth book, Selling Luxury Homes by Jack Cotton. Fifth book, Selling to the Affluent by Dr. Thomas J. Stanley. Sixth book, Marketing to the Affluent by Dr. Thomas J. Stanley. Last book, The Art of Selling to the Affluent by Matt Okeshley. Okay? Those are the seven books that if I were you, if you truly want to dive into this world of luxury, those are the seven books that I encourage you to read. Like, listen, I'm just pointing you in the right direction. At the end of the day, there is no difference in my eyes of the process involved in selling a regular home, the median home price, right, 340000 right. or a $3.4 million home. It's the same steps. Okay, The only thing different is that you're going to upgrade things you're going to become more of an expert because there's less to study, right? And then you're going to target the audience. You're going to go out there and do the Google ads, the Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. You're going to go do those open houses. Right. Live in the world of luxury. Anthony, that's all I got for you. What do you got to say? Well, you know, I'm going to wrap it up with this. It's very simple. I think that in, in this very informative and very incredible presentation that we just got to listen here, the one thing that I gather from this is that there's various ways to skin the luxury market cat and and up to you because i know the agents always get caught up and maybe not wanting to do certain things but there's many other things that they can do to tap into the luxury real estate market so that's the first thing that i just gather from all of this information saying wow if an no two agents that saw that presentation will go ahead and follow exact they'll do some things three or four things differently than each other but they can attain the same success because all of those things that are talked about were experienced by various agents from different markets around Absolutely. the country. Absolutely. Everybody has their own flavor, but at the end of the day, the results can be the same. Right, exactly. So with that said, Derek, thank you very much, my friend, on an epic, incredible presentation for you agents out there to learn about the luxury real estate market. And thanks for listening in to the Lead Generation Lab podcast, The Science of Real Estate Agent Marketing. Mm-hmm.